Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Addicted to Crime. Today we are going to be diving into the very sad, heartbreaking case of James Hutchinson. As always, for the very heavy cases, I will include a brief disclaimer at the beginning, but I wanted to give you a little trigger warning that it is going to be very heavy today. I hate talking about cases that involve children, but honestly, like them all, this one needs to be talked about. Before we begin this episode, I'd like to open with a brief disclaimer. In this episode, there will be mention of torture and violence done to a child resulting in murder. Listener discretion is encouraged. guys enjoy the episodes that I covered last week. If you haven't listened to them yet, go ahead and listen to them. I included another cults episode in that series. I covered the People's Temple and I also redid my episode on Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell. And I do have an update for that case. Lori Vallow was officially indicted on the charge of conspiracy to commit murder against her late husband, Charles Vallow. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to the previous episode. Like I said, I mentioned how Lori's brother, Alex Cox, allegedly, excuse me, shot Charles Vallow. And I mentioned how it seemed to me, and honestly, it seemed fishy to like anyone on the outside looking in. It seemed fishy that Lori and Chad Daybell wanted to get rid of Charles. Like it really did seem like maybe they made Alex do it or else influenced Alex in that way. And now, with these current charges pending against Lori, it sure seems like that was the case. But we will find out more as information comes to light, of course. I just wanted to share that update with you, let you know of those charges. Again, Lori Vallow was indicted on the charge of conspiracy to commit murder against her late husband, Charles Vallow. I will keep monitoring this closely, and I will share updates as they come to be. Hi guys, it's Olivia. You may remember me from a couple gruesome episodes I chimed in on with Shelby a while ago. I just wanted to tell you about a greeting card company I started called The Stillwater Company. I offer prints of the sweetest farm animals in Wisconsin's countryside, all in packs of 4x6 greeting cards. All of the proceeds from any of the sales go towards a local shelter that helps at-risk youth in our neighborhood. And you can check it out at www.welcometostillwater.com if you're interested. Thank you. Today, like I said, we are going to be covering the case of James Hutchinson. James Hutchinson was a six-year-old boy that lived in Middletown, Ohio with his family. Middletown is about a half hour between Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio, so smack dab between the two. James lived with his mother, 29-year-old Brittany Gosney, and her new boyfriend, James Hamilton, who was 42. James's biological father, Louis Hutchinson, said that his son lit up an entire room when he walked into it. James Hutchinson had a huge smile and was a very, very sweet six-year-old boy. He had bright red hair, just like his mother, 
and he always wore adorable black-rimmed glasses. He had two other siblings, a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old. James was in first grade at this time, and he went to Rosa Parks Elementary School. According to an interview by ABC WCPO 9 News, his teachers and caretakers at the school described how when he'd be dropped off at school, he'd run up to his teachers and give them the biggest, sweetest hug every single day. His teachers loved him in class, and he was a very helpful, tender-hearted child. Despite his cheery disposition, James and his siblings lived a difficult upbringing. They lived in and out of hotels for a while, and they never seemed to have a stable home. They also bounced around different schools during James's short life. Brittany had an older child, but that child was no longer with Brittany, as we find out later that she lost custody of that child when she was younger. Now, we're not sure why. Obviously, the records are sealed because I'm, I'm sure the child is a minor child, um, but that is in Brittany's background, so keep that in mind as you hear the story. Despite Brittany's older child being removed from her care, social, social services reportedly never had an instance where they had to check on Brittany's younger three children, so social services didn't really keep tabs on them. On the outside, you'd think by looking at James's cheerful attitude, his friendliness to other children and adults, his sweet spirit, and his overall joy, that his life was great. It had to be. This child was just radiating happiness. But sadly, that was not the case. The little man grew up in a very unstable household, and it would soon prove to be a very dangerous household. And I'm going to do my best to get through this. As I was researching, I was head-on bawling because this is a hard case and I will do my best to get through it. Now that we have a little bit of background on James and his early life, let's jump ahead to earlier this year. On February 28, 2021, James's mom, Brittany, and her boyfriend. Now just as a side note, James's mom's boyfriend, so Brittany's boyfriend's name is also James, and to alleviate any confusion, I'm just going to say James's mom, so I'm going to say Brittany and her boyfriend instead of say Brittany and James, you know, the boyfriend James and, and not to confuse you guys. I'm just going to say Brittany and her boyfriend. All right. But the boyfriend's name is James Hamilton. Okay. February 28th, 2021, James's mom, Brittany and her boyfriend walk into the police department at 10 a.m. and they report six-year-old James as missing. Brittany told police that the last time she saw James, she was putting him to bed the night before, and he was wearing red sweatpants and a red Batman matching shirt, which is just precious and hurts my heart. Brittany said that after she laid him down, she then went to bed, and when she got up to check on him the next morning, parents' worst nightmare, he wasn't there, and she couldn't find him. Brittany and her boyfriend did a quick check of the house, but instead of calling the police right away, they spent several hours searching before going to the police station to report him missing. Police felt right away that something was unusual about this. They had kind of like a sticky feeling about it right away. You know, different questions are rolling through their mind, like I'm sure is rolling through your mind. Like, why did Brittany and her boyfriend, why didn't, why didn't they report him missing right away? And also, why did they come to the police station? That just seems really weird. Like, normally you would call 911 and, you know, officers would go to your house so you could continue searching, stuff like that. A call doesn't take as much time as actually going to the station, but whatever. Brittany and her boyfriend's stories, too, 
kind of weren't lining up and they kind of weren't making sense together. But despite officers' concerns about the claims, they still immediately send out an alert. They send out James's photo to get the public talking and then they start going with um, search party efforts to look for James. While at the station, police asked Brittany and her boyfriend to go to separate rooms to kind of give their own statement about what happened and also to give a formal interview. They were inevitably there for hours and they were questioned for a very lengthy amount of time. And it was hours after Brittany's initial statement that James went missing that when she was alone with the detectives, she told them an entirely different story. She said that the weeks following up to that day, her boyfriend had been urging her to get rid of her three children. We don't know what his reasoning, if he did tell her this, we really don't know why he would have told her this. We don't know if he felt that the kids were in his way. Maybe he felt like the kids took Brittany's attention away from him. Maybe he felt like him and Brittany didn't need the children, like they could move on. Whatever sick reasoning he gave her, sadly, Brittany listened to it. And as a side note, like this is what Brittany is saying happened. We don't know for sure if the boyfriend said this to her or if she's just using this as an excuse, like she wanted to get rid of her children. They both wanted to get rid of the children and now she's just kind of pushing the blame on him. I don't know. This is her telling of it right now. So just take it with a grain of salt. She's a horrible human. So I'm not going to give her any credit at all. She told the story and it went like this. She said that on three, at 3 a.m. on a Saturday... Brittany woke up her children from their sound sleep. Of course, they're sleeping. It's 3 a.m. She then took each child out of bed. She hogtied them. And if you're unfamiliar what it means to hogtie someone, it is when you lay someone on their belly, take their arms, and then take their legs and tie them together. She then gagged the children by putting a cloth in their mouths and then she took the children and put them in her car which was a 2005 Dodge Caravan that her boyfriend owned she then drove her three children tied up and gagged to Rush Run Wildlife Area which is a remote wildlife area in Ohio and it's off of Route 127 and it was about an hour's distance drive away from her home. So her poor children had to be gagged and tied up in her car for an hour at least. She told police that she chose this place of Rush Run to take the kids because her and her boyfriend had supposedly taken them there fishing there in the past and so it was a familiar spot. Once Brittany and her kids got to this location, she opened the doors to the van She got each of the children out of the van and left them there. She then got back in her car. When she sat in the car, she locked the car doors and she put her foot on the gas pedal with every intention of leaving her three children there. Her three children, under 10, abandoning them there. In February, in Ohio, in the freezing cold, in the middle of nowhere, and it's still dark. It's 3 a.m., or shortly after 3 a.m., probably 4 a.m. at this time. Basically leaving them there to fend for themselves, to scare out of their minds. Maybe she thinks she's leaving them there to die. 
And all three of them are under the age of 10. Sadly, when she pushed on the gas pedal, six-year-old James got out of his confinement. Remember, he was hogtied and gagged. He wriggled out of his binds and rushed over to the car. He cried for his mother. He didn't want to be left there. He was scared. He was cold. He was confused. When his mom started the car to drive away from her children, little James grabbed onto the door handle. He wanted to get back in the car. Instead of stop the car and let her son back in, Brittany kept driving. According to the police report, Brittany kept driving and even ran over James once his hand slipped from the door handle. And it seems like James held on for a good little bit as he was being drugged by this van. Now remember, this was according to Brittany, and she had been confessing all of this at the police station. According to the police, this is where Brittany then left the scene, left little James lying there, left her other two horrified, I'm sure, children tied there, I'm sure, watching this all happen, or at least hearing this happen, and she left them there for about 30 to 45 minutes. 30 to 45 minutes, she left her children tied up in the dark, gagged, and her poor, poor six-year-old little baby boy, James, bleeding, bruised, lying there. She could have gotten help. She could have called 911 for her son. She could have turned around the second she felt his body being drugged by the car. And instead, she left him after running over him. And then she comes back after that 45 minute to a half hour time. Who knows if it's because she was feeling some kind of weird remorse, which way too late. And again, I'm not going to give her the credit. Or maybe she came back because she wanted to see if he was dead. Whatever reason, she did come back. She came back to where she left her son on the ground. She put his body in her van. She loaded her two other children into the van and drove back to the house. And what that car ride must have been like for those children, I can't even wrap my mind around. I can't even go there. I can't. Little James was dead. When Brittany got back to her house, her boyfriend helped her carry James's little body back into the house and they laid him in a spare bedroom. She wrapped his body up in blankets, and James lay there for that entire day. Until the next morning, at about 3 a.m. again, the boyfriend and Brittany put his body in the back of their car and drove him away from the house. They drove James over an hour away to Lawrenceburg, Indiana. It's in Preble County near I-275. They then threw his body into the Ohio River, and they were on the Carroll Cropper Bridge. It's alleged that they even tied a concrete block around his body to sink him further into the water. Now, if you're looking at the Ohio River on a map, it borders the northern part of Kentucky and the southern part of Ohio. The river itself actually begins at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and then it goes until it empties out 981 miles later into the Mississippi at Cairo, Illinois. The Ohio River is the 10th longest river in the U.S., and it borders or flows through at least six different states, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 
According to the ORSANCO, or the Ohio River Valley Water Sanitation Commission, it's not really safe to swim there because of the extreme water currents, as well as there's a lot of traffic, like uh, commercial boating and things going on in the river. It's kind of an at-your-own-risk sort of thing. That's just a little background into the river. After leaving James there in the river, floating down the stream, it's also alleged that Brittany and her boyfriend went to their home later before going straight to police. They reportedly went there to try and get rid of evidence. According to Fox 9, they took out some tapes and a hard drive from a video camera, and they also took out some tape and rope, and they took it out of their home and hid it at a secondary location. Later, as we're going to see, Brittany tries to plead insanity, and this is going to hurt the validity of that plea. Like, they're obviously getting rid of evidence, which shows definitely, in my opinion, and in the court's opinion, I hope, it shows sound mind and planning. She knows what she's doing. According to a quote by Fox 19 legal expert Mike Allen, quote, it would show that she had the wherewithal, and they had the wherewithal, to attempt to hide evidence, and that does not help an insanity defense. It doesn't mean that it will ultimately fail for that reason, but it certainly doesn't help, end quote. After they were done, allegedly, attempting to destroy evidence, that's when they went to the police and told them, heavy air quotes, that James had run away, end quote. During the separate interrogations of the boyfriend and Brittany, their conversations with police were different, but according to the police chief, the details about where the body was remained the same. So that led police to believe that he was actually in the Ohio River at that place in Indiana. Brittany agreed to take to the police to where they had dropped the body. But unfortunately, and this breaks my heart, the Ohio River was very, very high at that point, And it was going to make it very difficult for the search teams to find James. Police arrested Brittany and her boyfriend at 9 p.m. that same night. With the water levels being so high, it was very, very dangerous for the search teams to be out at that point, and so soundly, the search had to be put on hold. Water was continuing to rise, and the currents and levels of the water continued to make it too dangerous of an attempt. So it's explained that like the water is rising, and the water is rising because you know it's February, and after such a long winter, things begin to thaw debris is being pulled from the sides like logs and sticks and who knows what other garbage and it's moving the water along very very quickly and it's very treacherous because you don't know what's going on in the water so the Preble County Sheriff Mike Simpson said quote the water has been up for days it is coming down I had the opportunity to fly over the river and look at it it's like looking into a glass of chocolate milk it's just mud the river is going down but it's still a great challenge. According to an article by WHIO TV7, quote, court records also allege Hutchinson and his two siblings were hogtied and tortured in the hours before Brittany Gosney drove them to Preble County with the intention of abandoning them, quote. They were left in that position for hours with purpose, quote, to terrorize and or to inflict serious physical harm end quote so that's of course terrifying and I am so nervous to wait and see like what else is uncovered what else comes to light in these next few months and just 
what are we going to find that these poor, poor children had to endure with these poor excuse for humans? Like, what are we going to find? Thankfully, though, March 5th, 2021, Brittany Gosney and James Hamilton were indicted by a Butler County grand jury in over 30 charges for the death of Brittany's son, six-year-old James Hutchinson. And these charges not only include the murder of James, but also of crimes that were done against their other two children. Thank goodness, and obviously, I didn't mention this earlier, but obviously the other two children were removed from their care. Since the two other children are minors, we really don't know a ton about them, and thankfully their privacy is still being upheld. All we know is that they're in a safe location far away from Brittany. Brittany Gosney was specifically indicted for murder, involuntary manslaughter, gross abuse of a corpse, and two counts of endangering children, tampering with evidence, three counts of kidnapping, and three counts of abduction. James Hamilton was indicted on two counts of gross abuse of a corpse, tampering with evidence, kidnapping, and two counts of endangering children for alleged crimes that were committed between February 25th to 26th. While this does seem like a lot of charges, which obviously they are, in my opinion, allegedly guilty of every single one, if not more, of these things, it seems like the reason prosecutors are piling all this on sort of is just to see, like, okay, so, like, let's say by some stretch the jury doesn't find them guilty of murder, then at least the chances of them being found guilty of another crime is higher with all these other crimes against them and hopefully they would get some jail time obviously we all hope that they're going to be held accountable for the alleged murder um of james and even though like we don't have to hate saying alleged because like she confessed but we still have to stay alleged because i don't get sued and also like they haven't been found guilty yet in a court of law anyways obviously we all hope they're going to be found guilty but if you are listening to me reading all those um things that they're being held with and you're like wow that's a lot remember they're probably not going to be charged for every single one also because some of the charges do overlap and that is the reason why they do according to coffee and crime time which is a youtube segment by stephanie harlow she said that the two counts of endangering children are separate from the account of what happened to james which of course leaves a question in everyone's mind like have they done this before and what went on and and what are they capable of what did the police find out like did they find something where they were searching their house remember we don't know what happened yet we do know that they searched Brittany and James's house but we don't know what they found yet because right now they're sealed court documents and hopefully they'll release them Eventually, I don't know how much they were going to release because the children are minors and it was their original place of residence, but hopefully, I don't know, like it just scares me to think of what they might have found in that house. And apparently, when Brittany was in court and the judge was reading her indictment, she said, quote, I have a learning disability. I don't understand what you are saying, end quote. Britney's team then entered a plea on Britney's behalf of not guilty by reason of insanity. And so then they decide let's do a court-ordered mental evaluation to see if she is mentally competent. And she was ruled competent to stand trial. Surprise, surprise. She is 100% competent and she can 
stand trial. So the two of them, James Hamilton and Brittany Gosney, got public defenders assigned to them, and then they both entered pleas of not guilty. Brittany, uh, as we're seeing, she's, like, trying to remove herself from the responsibility of James's death. Basically, she's saying, like, that her boyfriend made her do this and he made her do that. And my question is, like, what did he do, Brittany? Like, did he raise his voice at you? Like, did he twist your arm? Like, what did he do to you to make you do that? Literal gun to my head. I would never, ever, ever in a million years purposely harm my two children in any way, shape, or form. Ever. Ever. Brittany chose to harm those children. That's on her. She did that. She chose to listen, supposedly, to her sick boyfriend over her children's well-being, and she chose him over her children. She could have been like, no, James, see ya, get out of here. I love my kids. I would never get rid of them. Hit the road. But no, she, if this is true and he told her to do that, she took that into account and then she carried out this action. It's just so upsetting. And some people wait years to have a child. And I know that, I know that there would have been people who would have taken these children and I would have in a heartbeat it takes some people years and years and years and some people never have kids and all they're doing is longing for children and you were given three beautiful children four counting your oldest daughter and you're just throwing them away you just try to throw literally throw the other three away in a wildlife refuge at night oh i'm sorry i said wildlife refuge it's like a wildlife area it's not like a refuge but you threw them there at night in February in the Midwest, freezing, I'm sure. I'm sure you didn't get their snow pants on or their boots or their hats or their gloves or a jacket. I'm sure they were just in their pajamas, probably with bare feet. You tug-tied them. Three children under 10. Your six-year-old son, a seven-year-old child, and a nine-year-old child. You drove them away from their home, away from their supposedly, it's supposed to be their safe place. While they were sleeping, you woke them up and did this to them. Lord knows what else you did. Then you abandoned them. Start to drive away. You feel James grab onto the van. You see he is on the van and you drive away, dragging his little body. And then you run over him. And then you leave? I, I truly don't have any words. I don't have any words for the level of just disgust and disdain I feel for you, Brittany. You are disgusting. Your children are beautiful. Your children are a gift. They are precious. And you are throwing them away. You literally tried to throw them away for your boyfriend? I just, I just can't. Like, I, I'm so thankful that I can't put myself in your headspace. I'm so thankful that I can't even fathom how you would do that. I can't even fathom it. I, I 
can't even fathom it. There's just, there's just so many questions I have. Like, why did Brittany think that leaving her child in this area was getting rid of them? Did she think that they were going to die from the elements? Did she think that, uh, like, they were going to, like, wander? Because this is a big area. I'll try to include, like, a picture of this area if I can find a good one. But this is, like, a, this is, like, a densely, this is a dense area. Like, these little kiddos, especially dropped off at night, I don't think they could find their, their way out. Maybe they could flag down a car. And see, that's the thing. It's, like, if they were, if they did happen to get out, flag down a car, they take them to the police, the police listen to these three kids, tell them that their mother left them there in the middle of the night, give them the mom's name. I mean, the child's not, the oldest child is nine. He, he knows his mother's name or he or she, I don't know for sure. Again, cause the records are sealed, but that child I'm sure knows his mom's name. The police arrest Brittany. And then, and then what? Like, did she not think that through like, or did she just think that she's leaving them there you know, at this freezing temperatures, maybe they're just going to die. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to know what her thought process was. Another question I have too is according to James's father, Lewis, he'd been fighting with Brittany supposedly for some time, just trying to get custody of James. Why didn't she just give James to him? Why did she feel like she had to get rid of James? And why did she feel like uh, why did she do what she did Lewis wanted James he was his life he was his son I, I don't understand I don't understand and my other question is and this has to do with like our legal system mainly Brittany really should have two more accounts of attempted murder on her record like I'm sorry like yeah she attempted to murder and then allegedly murdered James I feel like she also attempted to murder her other two children by leaving them there and then that 30 to 45 minutes that she actually left them there I think she was attempting to murder them I feel like she should be charged for that and I really hope that as the months go on, like maybe they'll tack those on. I, I I don't know. Maybe if maybe they're just worried they can't prove that. I, I don't know, but I just, I'm fired up. Can you guys tell? Like this is such a sucky story. Like I'm so upset. Mm. Brittany Gosney's trial, thank goodness, has been set, and she will face a jury trial September twentieth this year, twenty twenty one. James Hamilton's trial is later October 4th 2021 so I am just praying that some level of justice be rained upon these two evil people and I, I don't know like I'm start ever since Bill Cosby was released like I am just starting to lose faith in the justice system I know we are a flawed system and it just seems to show itself to be flawed more and more sadly I'm just hoping these two can get some kind of justice done to them. R.I.P. to beautiful, beautiful little soul, James. And I'm so sorry to James's father, Lewis, for his loss. Like, I am so sorry. I'm sorry to James's siblings for having to just go through the kind of horrible things that 
they went through and I'm just hoping they can get some kind of counseling and some kind of just therapy that they're going to need in the years to come, I'm sure, for surviving that house that they grew up in. I don't know, like, what's going to come out. Like, what are we going to find out about this house? What do these poor babies have to endure in their very young lives living there? I'm just glad at least that they're the other two children are out of her quote-unquote care, out of her hands, and that I'm just hoping they're somewhere safe and that they're being loved and spoiled and given ice cream whenever they want and buy them whatever toys they want because they, oh, they deserve the world after having to live through that atrocity. That is the end of the case. That all That's all the details I have right now. Again, their trial is coming later this fall, so I'm sure we'll know more then, and I will do updates as I hear them. I just, children are so precious. They're just so innocent and so precious that the thought, I'm going to cry, you guys. I'm sorry. The thought that someone would do that to a child, to all three of them, because I believe that she tried to murder all three of them by leaving them there and that James got drug because she didn't care enough to stop. But how someone could do that to a child? Children are so innocent. They just want to be loved. And under 10, they're babies. They're babies. I hate wishing bad on people, but I hope some kind of sick, sick prison justice happens to both of them after they are convicted and held accountable for their crimes because nothing could be done to them that could ever amount to what they did to their children. Nothing. And I know they are, I'm sure, going to be put somewhere um, probably pretty securely because the second people hear in prison about what they did they aren't gonna last long it is really weird that there's like this hierarchy in prisons you know but there is there is like some things crimes against women and children like you there are just not tolerated among inmates so it is gonna be interesting in the next couple months and if they are held um, accountable and if they are declared guilty for this it's going to be interesting to see what their life is like in prison. It's not going to be pretty. All right, guys, that is the end of this episode. RIP, little James. And do better. Let's do better. All right, let's just do a smidgen better than this. Let's do, let's do a lot better than this, actually. If you want to reach out to us with a message or a case suggestion, whatever you'd like, you can at our email. That's I am addicted to crime at gmail.com. Send us a message there. I would love to hear from you. I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate um just I appreciate you listening. Like the thought of people listening to myself speak and babble about these cases, it still kind of blows my mind. Guys, I am almost at 10,000 downloads. It's like blowing my mind, okay, to think that 10 people downloaded like 10,000 people downloaded this or else it was down downloaded 10,000 times like mom if you downloaded it 10,000 times like thank you <laughs> no it's just really I really appreciate you guys listening to this 
you again you can follow us at any social media we're on facebook or instagram also on twitter at addicted underscore crime i will be posting um just a few pictures of little james and his pig guardians Uh, i'm not even gonna call him his mother because she doesn't deserve to have that title but i'm gonna be posting pictures of Brittany and james hamilton as well and i will try to get some pictures of the ohio river as well as the Rush Run wildlife area that the children were left at, if I can, so that you can kind of see and look through them while I'm telling the story, and you can kind of visualize the place. And guys, I will be back in just a couple weeks with another case, and Patreons, you will be getting a case very shortly. I am halfway done with yours. I would say like like three quarters of the way done, so you guys will be getting your June one very shortly. Thank you for listening. Do better. Stay safe. Keep your loved ones safe and close to you. And I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.